my name is uh, Jabril Osman. Uh, the platform is called Studio One. Uh, I created it back in September after a trip. I came back from London because uh, I've written for Clash and the 405. And uh, I was thinking about moving there. But then a lot of people were like telling me before I move away from Toronto, maybe I should like start my own thing. So I started, yeah. so I started Studio One with like the intent of like interviewing artists that I really want to interview, like yourself, interviewing like international acts, local acts, giving like people like a platform to like speak their mind, things like that. And that was kind of like the overall goal. So it's amazing to get you on the platform. Um, but yeah, uh, before we even get really started, like how are you doing with everything that's going on in the world, you know? <laughs> right. Well, I've definitely adapted to it now. Like it was weird at first. I was so bored with my life and like had to find ways to be like active and do things, um, which was really difficult at first. But like I, I started to adapt to it and started to figure out ways to be productive. Um, but like that's easier said than done. I was sitting in my bed for almost two months, just literally doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Same with me. Uh, at the start, it's like, okay, I'm going to watch movies. I'm going to catch up on things. And then slowly but surely, you're like, wait, this is like, <laughs> I've watched 30 movies now. <laughs> like, it's, <Yeah. laughs> it's getting hectic. But um, yeah, before we uh, get started with the questions, can you just like, briefly introduce yourself? And then we'll get started. Hello, I'm Anna Sophia. Cool. Now, um, I know really early on, um, your creative side. I know you started dancing and then you parlayed into piano. Tell me about what it was like, I guess, early on and when music really started to creep into your life. Well, I like was never into sports. I literally, I was, I never even tried sports. I like have always like hated that side. And so, um, I started immediately with dance and piano. I, I really enjoyed myself. Um, and I knew that this was like something I'd always wanted to do since I was really, really young. This was, I'd always perform at my house. I would always like jump for opportunities to perform in my community um, just because I loved it so much. And finally I got the opportunity to do something like this. Um, and it just like fulfilled my little childhood dream. Um, and so it feels really great because I never, like, like I said, I never loved sports. Even in school, there were just so many different um, subjects that I was never interested in. But then when I got to music class and art class, I was like, like, so in tune with like everything. I was so like in the zone. Um, so it, it just made me realize that like, I'm not going to enjoy anything else other than music for like a full time career. Um, so yeah like i just basically i've like always known that i've wanted to do this and starting at such a young age helped me prepare myself a lot for this um you know just being familiar with a lot of instruments and um being familiar with being on stage so i'm glad i started at a really young age because it just helped me prep for all of this stuff now yeah and i know you uh I read, you know, you grew up in Collingwood, just outside of Toronto. Talk to me about how growing up there helped with, you know, your songwriting and and your experiences and how that parlayed into the music you would write. Talk about, like, that and the difference between the two, I guess, living in a small town and that area and a big city. Um, well, I live in a very small town, um, so anything gets around, like, 
this. Like, it's so fast. So there was always, like, you know, drama. It would be the whole town knew about it. And it was, like, this big thing because we live in such a small town. We all know each other. We all go to the same school. So everything got around. You couldn't hide anything. And I think that's kind of what helped me with my music writing was because there's my source, like, right there. That's, like, all the drama there's so many other people people dealing with that so why not give them a sense of my drama um and i think i really showed that with broken perfection i wrote again even after self war bitch this new ep broken perfection literally just describes so much like stupid high school drama that i went through and living in a small town that gets around fast and it becomes bigger than it really has to be yeah and with music, there's so many uh, different facets where it's, you know, like how you said when you were younger, you know, performing live and, you know, uh, instruments and things like that. For you, how important is, I guess, songwriting then? Because I know I've read like being you and authentically you is so important in your music and who you are as a person. So when it comes to songwriting and writing about what you see, how important is that for you? And, and when did it become so important, I guess? Well... I think it became so important when I realized it was like almost like therapeutical. Like I was dealing with my problems through songwriting. Um, So all my music is so authentic just because it, it really happened to me and that's how I've dealt with it. Um, So I think it's important to me just because first of all, I want to make the music as best as I can. Like I want to put all my love and effort into it to make it, as best as it can be um but second it really helps me grow as a person and has helped me deal with different situations that otherwise i wouldn't know how to deal with yeah and on that note too when it comes to you know let's say your first ep you know you're and you're going to school and you're writing about what you see as an artist i always like bring up kind of the similar question in that do you see a vulnerability in you know releasing records and putting it out into the world, especially at the fact that, you know, it's so personal and it's about your life. How was it when you started releasing your first singles and the first EP and it was, your words were out there. How was that for the first time around? Um, it was weird at first because I was always very quiet about things. I was never one to speak my mind much, um, only in front of certain people. So when it started to become in front of, thousands and millions of people it was like oh my god like now my words are yeah everywhere so this is a little bit freaky um I started to get used to it though because then I was like if I want to connect with uh, connect with my followers and connect with uh, the people that listen to my music I have to give them true words and I have to just be myself and whether it's good or not like whether I'm maybe talking shit about someone or like explaining my love for someone or whatnot it it has to be out there because that's how people can connect and and like i said before so many people go through the same things we just don't know it because we don't share that so um i wanted to give people like a source to share things um that you know they may otherwise not be able to find a source to talk about that with or to relate to um, so it was weird at first. I was not used to it, um, but I'm definitely used to people t- 
taking my words and using them to do something for themselves. Yeah. And going back to playing piano, I know Elton John's a big inspiration for you and, and the way he plays the piano and things like that. Um, talk about like the inspiration there. And also, I know you're a fan of Queen too. So did you, did you uh, with their two movies that came out, Rocket Man and Bohemian Rhapsody, did you get a like, chance to, you know, how did you like those? And as well as how, how has the inspiration been with the piano? Um, those two, well, Queen and Elton have literally, I've always been obsessed with them. Like I've loved their music. And then finally, you know, I'd done some background research about them before, but seeing it visually in a movie was like totally different. It was such a cool experience just to, to realize the thing that the things that they've went through. Um, and, and it gave me like a sense of comfort and a sense of relief of relief because I was where, you know, there, there were people that didn't like Elton. There were people that didn't like Queen, but in the end, you know, now they're where they are. And I think that gave me a sense of relief. Like I thought everyone had to try and everyone had to like me. Otherwise, like I, I would be nothing. Yeah. Uh, but I realized that nobody has to like me or not everyone has to like me. Um, and so that's what I got out of the movies for sure. It was like, I know not everyone's going to like you. You don't have to worry about it. Um, and on the music side, I was just so influenced by the fact of like the, how musical the music is. I know that sounds weird, but how musical and theatrical the music is. Um, I, that was really inspiring. I really wanted to add that in my music. So you can kind of hear that, um, especially in Broken Perfection. I went, I, I was really inspired both by Bohemian Rhapsody. That was like the song that was like totally inspired by Bohemian Rhapsody. And then, um, Elton came in to play with Chill, um, just that like Benny and the Jets vibe. Yeah. So, and like the rest of my music too, especially Broken Perfection EP was really inspired by those two. For sure. And going on to this new EP, new EP too, um, from the first EP to this new one, what's like something you, I guess, learned from the, for the first time and releasing and how did you take that into this new EP and what does this EP like mean to you? I know it's, you've released it in tandem with the first EP, like really close together, but yeah. I know like definitely there's growth in between. So what's this second EP uh, for you? Um, to describe it from the first EP to the second, in my opinion, it was um, a sign of growth through just being comfortable with the people I'm surrounded by. I was very, like I said, I was never one to speak my feelings. Like I would never, like I'd always keep it to myself just because for some reason I was so embarrassed to say so many things and to explain my thoughts and feelings. Um, so from the first CP going into the second, I feel like that's where I was starting to feel more comfortable with explaining different things. And that was just getting closer with the people I work with. I built better relationships with them from the first CP. Um, so that, obviously really helped because now I come to them as a friend not music writers it's yeah. like I come to them as you know okay I'm here to gossip to you guys and we'll get a song out of it eventually um but first it just starts with being comfortable with the people you're around and I think you can see that change um lyrically 
a lot through the first EP going into the second EP. And musically, um, personally, I think I stepped out of the box. I think I've finally started to experiment with different things. I started to try new things and, and you know, not be afraid to make mistakes. I, I was just messing around with my producer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we found something that we really like. And, 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 I, and honestly, I think you can hear that change as well. Maybe it's just me because I felt it personally, but um, my producer and I heard like that change from the first EP to the second, just being more comfortable in my space and stepping a little bit outside the box and, and exploring my world. Um, so yeah, I think that was the two, that was the switch from the first CP was just feeling wise and being able to express that and sonically. Yeah. And um, watching your videos and especially the video where you interview yourself, how important, how important is it for you to get your vision out and your visuals and how important are videos to you? Cause it seems like, you know, you're putting a lot of effort into it. So how important is visuals to you? Visuals, it's like, annoyingly important to me like i am the biggest like nitpicker on my videos and my visuals and everything i will come up with these crazy ideas like out of this world and obviously they're not possible and so i have to dial it down a bit but it's like i'm so specific with things and i need everything to just like be how I envisioned it otherwise like I'm not happy with it and I wish I wish that wasn't the case because it kind of stresses me out at times but um it's worked to my advantage because I think the content that we're putting out is exactly what I want and that just makes me feel so much happier and and it makes me feel proud of what I'm putting out um but yeah it's I'm like the biggest nitpicker on my videos and all my visuals it's like it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in this like new digital world we're kind of living in, especially you know doing these interviews over Zoom, really wish it was in person. But um, how have you been as a musician, as as an artist? You know, um, making songs at home, writing songs. You know, working with people. How has that adjustment been for you? Well, we did Zoom sessions, which were really weird at first. Um, and we still do them a lot, but they were really weird at first. I started to get used to them, but I was like, Hey, how am I supposed to track vocals? Like I'm going to write a song and literally have no vocals to it. Yeah. So then I invested in like my own mini studio and I built like a little studio in my room. And so I bought all this gear and then I like go to my computer and I'm about to record. I'm like, wait, I don't know how to use any of this. And I was like, this is great. So it took me so long to figure it out. And I was so stressed out. And I was, that was like one point that I was like, just a mental breakdown, couldn't figure out how to track vocals. Um, but eventually I got the hang of it. And now like thinking back, it's such a good thing to have because there could be so many situations like this where I can't leave my house. How am I supposed to do my work? Um, so having this now with like my mini studio at home, um, it's so much better um, just because now I can work from literally anywhere. 
So at first, it was really hard to do music at home. I was not inspired by anything. I had nothing going on in my life, so what could I write about? Yeah. Um, and then I started to kind of just jot down little notes about how I, was, uh, how I was feeling each day or what was going on on the internet that day, um, how it made me feel. And eventually, when I got the opportunity to start writing again, I had, I had a chance to use all of those. So... Um, I started to create my own little process, which is weird, and it was it was it, it was hard to get used to. But now, like I'm definitely used to it because we're still not back to normal. We're still not really writing in studios, and we're we're still doing Zoom sessions at home. Yeah. Um. So it was good to build a little process, an alternative process to my normal writing process. Yeah. And um, usually when I get like near the end of interviews, I'd always tell artists you know how's the rest of the year looking you know you got some concerts coming up you know how's you know you, you release an album how's it going to feel to record it uh, play it live but now with this new world that we're in i changed that tone and i know uh, you're still very young into your career but uh, mm-hmm. my question is what's something you've learned whether it's being part of the music industry whether it's releasing records whether it's growing a fan base like all of these different things what's something that you've learned in your career so far that has really helped you um i i don't have to be perfect i thought i did just because i was so influenced by my phone and my the social media um and so i always believed okay if i want to do this i need to be perfect i need to be like the best i can be um And obviously, yes, I strive for that. I strive to be the best I can be, but I'm never going to reach that perfect because there's really no such thing as perfect. And I do describe that in Broken Perfection. That's the whole idea of Broken Perfection EP um, is that there is no such thing as perfect. And that's what I've realized that I don't have to be perfect and that there is no such thing as perfect. And that's why I kind of went to Broken Perfection EP was because I wanted to portray that musically and lyrically was that there's no such thing as perfect for sure and um one of my sta- one of my standout songs on the ep that i really like gravitate towards and i know it has a special meaning to you either way uh i feel like for some reason i have like i always like get drawn into like piano ballads because it just seems so real and like honest like, yeah uh, so for that record like um speak to me about that one because um for me, like the EP is incredible. Uh, not to take anything, not to take anything away from other records, but that one really. <laughs> talk about that one. Um, that one is very personal to me. Yes, um, it was literally all about body image. I had always been struggling with body image my whole life. I've never like really felt comfortable in my body, um, and I was so nervous to talk about that before and as I realized I've gained this platform, I was like, why not speak about it? Because I know so many other people are dealing with the same thing as me. Maybe we can relate and maybe we can get through it together. Um, And that's where I wrote either way. Um, Someone I like care for dearly was struggling with the same thing. And they thought, you know, they didn't look good in their body. They didn't like their hair. They just weren't picking out things about them. And so when I wrote this song, I think it just meant so much to me because I realized I'm giving advice to someone else that I should be giving to myself. Um, 
So that's why it's so personal to me just because I wrote it for someone else, but the advice just bounced right back to me. That's literally what I should be telling myself. Um, And that's why I put it out because I wanted to let everyone else know that too, that's struggling with the same thing as me, that, you know, you're, you're beautiful either way. No one, no one's going to judge you for the way you look. Um, And if they do, they're not worth it. Um, And that you should be proud of who you are and be happy in your body. And I know it's easier said than done because I've gone through it and I still go through it. Um, But that's, that's why it's so personal to me is just because it was all about something that I've been struggling with for like all of my life. Cool. Um, On a final note, just want to say, yeah, thanks again for being on Studio One. Um, yeah, thank you for having me. As, as much as the platform, you know, highlight international acts, uh, acts across Canada, the most important thing to me is highlighting Toronto acts. So I just want to say your music is really great. Thanks for having this conversation, and I can't wait to see you live and to get this uh, in person again, you know? But, you know. It's, it's yeah. Mm. Well, thank you for having me. It was really fun. Um, I definitely hope we can meet in person one day. There's so many people that like I'm meeting and I'm like, right. I want to meet you in person, but I can't. <laughs> 2020.